16 million colors. Make some havoc in your head. Welcome to Titancast, your home for news, commentary, personal stories, and more. My name is Samuel, the Southern Sega Gentleman. With me today, hailing from across the pond in beautiful Portugal, Nebuchadnezzar, one of the original crew members, Nuno. So, Nuno, how's it going today, brother? Great, man. Sunny day, actually. It's getting really cold. The weather is getting really, really cold. Winter has kind of started overnight, but it's actually a sunny afternoon right now. So all's good. Good deal, man. Good deal, man. So, you know, you kind of missed out with uh, with the first podcast we put out. You were you were just getting back into the community, and I, you know you've already you've already dropped down an episode uh, for review on YouTube. And from what I hear, you're working on another video as well that's soon to be dropping, or might have already dropped by the time this podcast goes live. But you know, we kind of wanted to bring you back in. And let the community, let the audience know who you were as a creator, your story, and very much like we did in the first episode, you know, how you got involved with the, how you got involved with Saturn, how you got involved with the Sega Saturn community, the the Saturn junkyard in particular, and how you came back to us now. Because we, you know, from my knowledge and for everybody else, spoiler alert, you were with the Saturn junkyard to begin with in its early days. So I figured that. Instead of me recapping entirely everything I've already said in the first episode, which everybody can go listen to, I just kind of hand it off to you and let you tell us a little bit about, you know, how you first started off with Saturn. Sure. Uh, by the way, just as uh, just to begin with, I just wanted to bring this up that, as you said, I'm Portuguese, and uh, I'm the only one from the from the Saturn Junkyard team who's not a native English speaker. So just bear with me. I know my accent needs improvement, and sometimes I completely destroy expressions, mix them up, and I have to pause to think of the words I want to use and all that stuff. So uh, it's not terrible. I think you can all understand what I'm saying. It's just that I know it's going to sound a bit off since you're already used to all the good folks that are either British or American. So I'm just a Latino to spice things up. <laughs> and uh well get, getting getting into the topic at hand. So you asked me how I first got into Saturn. Well, like most of us, I think I got into Saturn as a kid. I got it as a Christmas present in nineteen ninety six, if I'm not mistaken. When I was seven years old, I was born in eighty nine. So if you want to know my age you just add uh one number to the year you're in. So in ninety six I was seven. And uh, it was actually, I felt like it was already a bit late to get a, a console. I've been wanting a console for so long, uh, so long in this case being just a couple of years, since I was five or six. But when you're a kid, one year is like a lifetime, and all of my friends already had consoles way before me. And I was like, man, I really want to get a console. Mom, Dad, please buy me a console for Christmas. Is it this year, finally, that I'm going to get a console? And... Um, just to give you a bit of the context, how the gaming landscape was in Portugal at the time, uh, unlike the US, uh, Nintendo was really small here. I mean, Nintendo almost didn't exist. The only successful Nintendo console during the whole 90s was the Game Boy. The Game Boy was really successful, but otherwise we practically didn't have NES, SNES. I had only one friend who had a Nintendo 64, 
So it was really all about Sega. Sega completely ruled the, the market. I had a friend with a master system. I had many friends with Mega Drives. So I was already very familiar with Sega as a brand. And then my parents took me to the store to, to buy a console. Yeah, it was actually, it wasn't actually a surprise. They took me with them. And, um, uh, the guy there, even though the PlayStation I think was already selling by then, actually, I don't know, in 96, I hope I'm not mixing that, I think the, the PlayStation was already out, but uh, the clerk, for whatever reason, sold them a Saturn. Keep in mind, we didn't know anything about consoles at the time, I was just a little kid, my parents weren't into technology, so... Um, the clerk, for whatever reason, decided to sell them a Saturn, and if he didn't, I probably wouldn't be here today. I mean, that's really, that's really the truth. I mean, probably I wouldn't be here right now. So thanks, man, whoever you are. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, actually the, I still remember the very first game I played on the system, which was Christmas nights. While the guy was at the counter selling the console to my parents, I was playing on a kiosk, which was running Christmas nights. And it was my, it will always be a very special game for me because it was literally my first time playing a game on Sega Saturn. And uh, I got it actually, it was, uh, it was, um, packed in with, uh, with the console. And so that was it. My very first console ever was the Sega Saturn. And, um, unfortunately at the time, my parents, we were, uh, we weren't very well off, so buying the console itself was already kind of a financial burden for them. So they never actually bought me any games. I, I just had the games that came built in, which are very good, by the way. Besides Christmas Nights, there was Virtua Fighter 1, Virtua Fighter Kids, and a bunch of demo CDs. Thank God for demo CDs. It's like, I, if it weren't for demo CDs, I wouldn't have... Uh, I've had the chance to play so many games that I could because of them. And um, fortunately, I had a, a godfather with whom I had a really great relationship. And he bought me some games afterwards, including awesome stuff like Virtual On, which I loved as a kid. And my, oh, yes. one of my, and one of my very first, one of my very favorite games for the Saturn, which you'll never guess what it is. Does Dragonheart ring a bell? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what, what? Tell me. No, 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 no. No, no, you good, man. You good, man. Go ahead. <laughs> I know it's, okay, it's a tie-in from the game, from the movie with the same title. And it's a platformer with some, uh, an action game, I mean, a side-scrolling action game with some platforming elements. But it was fantasy, medieval fantasy with dragons. And, like, I was a kid, man. I didn't have many games. And then, then suddenly you gave me a game with dragons in it and a knight and uh, medieval towns and forests and whatever. How could I not love that game to death? I mean, really, to this day, I freaking love that game. About, about and, like uh, me and SimCity, man. <laughs> uh, moving on. Um, so... Yeah, that lasted maybe uh, a couple of years or so before I kind of lost interest because, once again, you have to put this into context. Nowadays, I'm 28 years old, and two years is like nothing. Like time flies, and you keep, inter you keep your hobbies for a very long time. Back then, when you were a kid, two years is a long time. It was more than enough for me to kind of 
simply get tired of the system. You know, I I had very few games, and uh, I had other interests. I was still constantly being exposed to new things like uh, you know i mean uh, remember when you were a kid you know uh, it's it's hard to keep interesting the same thing for very long because you're constantly uh, seeing new things and getting exposed to new things and um, i kind of at some point i i kind of stopped caring about saturn and so i it was, it, it was the yeah? exact same thing for it was the exact same thing for us i mean you know, whenever we were talking about it um, on the first podcast, mm-hmm. which I whenever it came, to- yeah, right. So whenever it came to us over here in the states, at least, you know, by the time I picked up a Saturn in '97, I mean, it was only two years later the Dreamcast dropped. And like you were just saying, as a kid, you know, you have that that you know the years seem long. At least, you know, I know you know growing up and everything, uh, years seem to fly by, but. uh well, in my defense, in, in my defense, unlike you traitors, I actually after the set of <laughs> I got Dreamcast. I didn't get a PlayStation Two. No, 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 I no. I, I got, no, no, no. Hold on. Afterwards, oh, after the Dreamcast discontinued, okay? <laughs> hold on. I, I have a Dreamcast. I have a Dreamcast. I didn't get a PlayStation Two until 2001. Thank you. I had two and a half real good years with the Dreamcast. Okay, maybe I'm confusing with some of the other guys. Maybe I'm mixing you uh, up. I'm yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, no, I'm a Southern Sega gentleman, man. I, 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 I stick I, to my roots. I clearly, remember, I clearly remember someone saying that they bought the PlayStation after the Saturn and before the Dreamcast. Maybe it was uh, that Simon. Was probably Simon. I, I thought that was probably Simon. <laughs> oh, my God, it's going to kill me. But, yeah, so <laughs> I stopped caring about the Saturn, and eventually I got the Dreamcast. One thing wasn't related to, to the other. I actually stopped caring about Saturn a bit before I got interested in the, in the Dreamcast. But, anyway, I actually sold it. I sold my Saturn to a friend for next to oh. nothing, because at the time I was like, I don't care. I didn't have any idea about what the value of things were, especially second-hand things. So I figured that if the console didn't have any interest, any value to me, it wouldn't have much value to anyone else. So I, I sold it to him for like, I don't know, 10 euros or something like that, which is ridiculous because at the time I think they were all, they were still going for 50 euros or more secondhand. So I sold it to him more as a favor and just to get rid of something that I, was, I wasn't interested in. But at least I didn't sell my games. And I thank myself every day for this. I never actually sold my games. And I still have every single one of them, with the exception of Christmas Nights, which uh, it, it's very sad uh, to say this, but I actually lost it. Uh, we moved houses. We moved, we moved houses at, at some point, And I lost. I, had, I probably had the box of games in like one box and the sleeve games in another because Christmas nights in Europe came in a sleeve. And I also lost my demo CDs, which also came in sleeves. So that was probably it. I lost my, I lost my demo CDs, which I have since bought again. I, I actually found them, found a guy online selling demo CDs. And they were so special to me that I actually bought them again. Uh, Christmas nights. I, I actually own, uh, own, um, 
Christmas Nights Japanese version that Simon gifted me actually many years ago. Uh, which thank you very much, Simon, <laughs> once again, because I love Christmas Nights to death. But all of the other games I actually own the very same games that I had as a kid. So yeah, props to me. <laughs> all right, all right, man. So very much like the rest of us, you, you went through the Saturn, um, not necessarily at its at its beginning. In fact, you and me are, are the exact same age. So that that's awesome. Um, so when it, whenever whenever you faded away from that. Dreamcast came, PlayStation came, all, you know, all this other stuff was happening. At some point, you and Simon linked up on the early days of the interwebs, at least the early days for social networking, I suppose, in the mid-2000s or so. So, at what point did you finally come in contact with Simon in the early days of the junkyard? Well, actually, it, it's kind of related to the how I got back into the Saturn to begin with, and uh, that's related to how I got back into the Dreamcast. So it was like my Dreamcast, and eventually, yeah, it died off. It got really hard to buy games. So once again, I sold it to a friend for next to nothing. Uh, some years later, so I was probably 14 or 15 when I had this really good friend, and for whatever reason, he got into the Dreamcast. Like some four or five years after the demise of the Dreamcast, he got into it. And he, he got access to many burned CDs, which I didn't have back when I first had the console. So suddenly, we had this huge library opened up to us. And when he got his Dreamcast, and I started going to his house and playing on his Dreamcast, I immediately decided that I had to get one for me as well. I, I had to get back on the Dreamcast. And for whatever reason, uh, which I can't re remember uh, very well because it's been so long, I eventually got back into the Saturn as well. And that was just a personal thing that my friend didn't. But I got back in. I, I felt this, I don't know if it was already nostalgia, even though not many years have passed. Or if it was just, I don't know, for whatever reason, I got back into the Saturn. I got interested in it. I bought a second-hand console. I replayed all my games. I got new games. And, uh, yeah, that's it. I got into the Saturn again. Uh, around when I was maybe 15 or going up to 16, a bit after I first got into the Dreamcast. And um, because of the Dreamcast, I got into the Dreamcast junkyard which is not a coincidence that it shares a name with the Saturn Junkyard. The Dreamcast, which I guess most of our listeners will know, was a, was a blog dedicated to the Dreamcast, uh, founded by Tom Lee C., if I'm not mistaken. And um, we, me and Simon met there because we were both uh, frequent readers, and we, we would comment on the posts, and we would read each other's comments. And I don't know, eventually we both got into the team and actually wrote articles for the Dreamcast Junkyard. I can't remember if Simon was already a member of the team when I first, uh, when I first saw him or if he was still just a reader like me. Anyway, at some point he kind of, he decided to, because he really liked the Saturn, he decided to make the Saturn Junkyard. So, uh, which makes sense, right? I mean, we were both reading the Dreamcast Junkyard. We really liked the Dreamcast Junkyard, and they kind of thought, well, I also like the Saturn. And there's just no no equivalent, no no community, no blog about the Saturn that we could 
get behind, you know? So, uh, so yeah, he went ahead, he made the set and junkyard, and he was all by himself. You can kind of consider them sister projects, you know, even though they're made by different people. And I started right, reading right. Saturn Junkyard. And it was also because I can't really remember how much we interacted back then. But uh, I I really, um, <laughs> I don't know what's the expression. It's kind of weird to say this, but I like them. <laughs> and it's probably going to sound wrong. <laughs> oh it's like, well, you know. <laughs> well, you know uh, no, 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 no. I mean, and it, it, people, you either, you, sometimes you get these, you immediately get this connection to someone that you just met, you know. You meet a lot of people, right. some you like a bit, some you don't like much, and some people you kind of just connect, you know. You you feel like, wow, this guy is awesome. I like talking to this guy, and I, you know. Uh, and it was something like that. I really liked talking with Simon. So, yeah, when he when he started the set and drinker, I immediately became a frequent reader. And it was just him by himself. And uh, at some point... I uh, uh, actually I uh, don't really remember how it started. Oh, I I wrote a review. That's how it started. I was playing the <laughs> game Deep Slope Sliders, which you're going to talk about yeah, in another you, podcast. You, you, your and, very uh, your very I, first introduction. My yeah, that that was it. So I was playing the. Um, I was kind of just trying to remember. I actually remember that very well. I was just, just trying to remember the context in which it all happened. So I was playing this game, and I got really into it. Oh, just to give another bit of context, I was already familiar with writing about games because there was a really big uh, website in Portugal at the time about games in general, kind of like GameSpot or IGN or something like that, which was called PT Gamers, appropriately, because right. it was a Portuguese website. And um, I was actually part of the team, kind of. I mean, it was a professional website. The core team worked there full-time, and I was kind of a part-time collaborator, you know, kind of freelance. Uh, and I occasionally I wrote, I wrote uh, reviews and stuff like that for that site. So I was already comfortable in writing about games. And, uh, and I was passionate about it, you know. I was already part of a project about games. So I was playing that game and I was getting really into it. And, you know, when you sometimes feel like you like something so much that you feel this need to create something around that, you know. And at the time, what I was mostly familiar with was creating a text a content around the game. In this case, a review. So I wrote this review without even asking, like, uh, would you be interested that I wrote this or something like that? No, I just... I just went ahead and I wrote the review and I was like, if he likes it, he likes it. If he doesn't like it, well, whatever. I wanted to write this anyway. And I sent it to him like, hey, man, I wrote this review. Do you, do you want to publish it on the site or whatever? And he was like, man, this is really great. Do you want to be part of the team? I was like, yeah, <laughs> I want. I do want to be part of the team and write more, more stuff for the junkyard. And that was basically it. And in the beginning, it was just the two of us pumping out articles for the yard. And it, I have very limited equipment at the time, so nowadays I'm making video content and stuff like that. Back then it was just written articles because, because it was the only thing that I could do. And um, that was it. It was just another project in my, <laughs> in my long list of projects related to games. And me and Simon became really, really good friends, uh, so much so that even after we kind of 
stopped uh, publishing stuff on the on the yard. We always kept in touch uh, through, first through emails and then through Facebook. So we always kept kept getting in touch with with one another, and um, sure. which also helped me coming back nowadays because. Uh, for all intents and purposes, we were friends, even though we live in uh, in different countries and have never actually met in person. We were friends, so that that kind of gave me um, a personal link to the to the project. So, with, with everything that happened with the junkyard, you know, eventually it fell out. You know, you and me had talked earlier before we started recording about how the Everybody kind of just went their separate ways, and I was wanting you to kind of elaborate on that. So, you know, could, could you give us a little background on how the junkyard kind of faded out and then how you came back into it? Sure. So I can only speak from my perspective. It's important to state this because everyone else will have will have had their reasons and their, their personal motives to and their personal story, you know, their personal relationship with the, with the project. So I can only speak for myself. And it's been a while. So I, as I mentioned, when I first published my first article, um, which was my first article since I, since I returned, I mentioned that my previous, my previous post on the blog was dated from January 1st, 2013. So, four years ago, uh, and it actually wasn't really a decent post at all. It was just me talking something because I kind of didn't want to let the project die, but at the same time didn't have much to contribute. So, it's been a while, and my life has taken many turns since then, so my memory is a bit fuzzy. But for me, it kind of went, I kind of just lost interest. It's, it sounds it sounds bad to say this, like I didn't care about it, which is far from true. I actually I never stopped thinking from uh, about the art from time to time. Sometimes it would come to my mind, and I'd be like, "Man, I should really should really write something for the blog. Maybe maybe that that will give some motivation to the rest of the guys, and we could all get together and start making content for it again." So it never I never completely forgot about the project. Never completely stopped caring about it. But it's just life gets in the way, you you know, you have your personal things, you have stuff in terms of jobs, in terms of relationships, in terms of your own personal growth, you try new things, your life changes, and it's hard to, even though, even though we kind of, this happened and we kind of abandoned the project, it still lasted a long time when you think about it, I mean, Simon created Junkyard in 2006, and uh, we had posts up until 2014 or even 15. I actually not entirely sure because in the meantime we got other members like Arugulas and uh, others whose name I can't remember right now. <laughs> it's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> but we had other team members who kind of kept the project alive even after me and Simon stopped. So it still lasted a long time. I mean, almost 10 years. With, uh, or at least five, uh, six, seven, eight years with, uh, regular content. It's still a long time on the internet if you really think about it. So, oh, yeah. especially uh, nowadays whenever most things are, if it's hot, it's hot. And otherwise, in about a year of time, you won't even remember about it. 
Yes, so even though we kind of abandoned it, it's still, we, we shouldn't forget that it still lasted for a long time. And I think it, that's reason to be proud. And it shows our dedication to, to, to the project throughout all those years. We kept going at it. So eventually you just, there's really no other way of saying this. It just got, life gets in the way, your priorities change, your interests change, and you let it go. So with everything that happened and everything falling out of favor and everything, you know, here in 2017, the junkyard was was not alive. I mean, it was there, it existed, but like you said, there was very little content being produced. And here in 2017, Simon, John, and the co- well, I think it was just Simon and John for the most part, and John was the one who really was pushing it, at least mm-hmm. my understanding of that. That's right, that's um, right. So whenever John brought everything back, and si- you know, he got Simon back on board, and they, they created the Facebook group. And were you one of the – I know that I was one of the first people that come in, so – were you also one of the first group in that first 100, or did you come after the fact? Uh, by the way, before I answer your question, I just wanted to point out that we have, we may have had a somewhat small readership by today's standards, especially, but we still had some really dedicated readers. If you go back and you read the comments on the last few posts, posts from 2013, 14, 15, uh, you see people coming back and saying stuff like, oh, man, the, this site is awesome. I just found it. And uh, are you going to keep uh, to keep writing new articles or not? In the meantime, I'm going to read the articles that have already been published or guys that have uh, that uh, followed us for longer saying, well, what, what's happened to, to the website? I mean, are you guys all right? Are you going to keep, keep writing? The, the site is awesome and I really like your stuff. So we had a really dedicated membership, and I actually, when I read these comments, I kind of feel like we let those people down, and I would love wow. to to have them back. I actually went uh, went back to those comments and tried to find those people online, to find an email or something like that, just to say, hey, man, guys, we got, we got the website together. Please come back, <laughs> you know? We're back on this show, and they're gone. Most of them, I think, uh, I don't think they're coming back. Uh, which is sad because I really wanted to let those people know that I read those comments and I would really like to have them reading us again. But to answer your question, so, uh, when Simon, when Simon got back into it, and as you said, it was John Lee who mostly got him, uh, insisted uh, to, to make him come back and bring the, the project back. So, uh, he sent, he shoot me a message, a message on Facebook. As I've said, we were, Throughout this time, we were on Facebook and we would talk occasionally. And so he sent me a message saying, "Hey man, we we're bringing the Saturn junkyard back together. So uh, want to want to join in on fun?" <laughs> so yeah, Simon Simon sent me that message, and I was like, at the time I was uh, kind of uh, at a really bad place personally, and I said, on one hand, I got really happy for him and for the project because, as I said, throughout the years. In the back of my mind, I always had this nagging thought about how we dropped the project and how we should really bring it back because it was a good thing that we had going and it was a worthy thing. The Saturn is still an amazing console. There, there is still pe- people interested in the in Saturn and there really was no good reason for us to to not bring the project back. 
So I was really happy, but at the same time I said, hey man, my life, my personal life is kind of a mess right now, and it kind of still is. But uh, so I'm really happy for you, and I hope it really is a success. And I want to just uh, know that I I will be back onto the project. I mean, don't don't worry about that. I will get back. Uh, into the project, I just can't give you a date because right now I'm not in the in the in a good mind uh, set to to really get back on it. Uh, but I eventually did. Uh, sometimes I I would write a few lines for for an article. I would get some idea about something that I wanted to do, and eventually they're, they're starting to come to fruition. I wrote that article about gamepads. I shot the video to accompany it. I have since made a video review, and I I want to keep going. <laughs> I, I know for at least for me, dude, we we really appreciate everything you do, man. Um, I, I've gone back and read the articles you put up on the junkyard originally, <laughs> and I enjoyed them. I know I've enjoyed all the videos you produced. You know, you bring another flavor to the crew, and that's that's something we need. Because um, just left to left to three people, eventually, eventually will stagnate. I mean, that's just the truth. You always have to have new ideas coming in, and you know the back and forth that we've had just today before we started recording. I mean, it, it just works, man. Uh, I really enjoy speaking with you. I really enjoy conversating with you, and. I really enjoy what you bring not only to the the podcast group to the creative the creative side of the junkyard but also to the mm-hmm. community. So so I think we'll call it good on that one brother. Uh I really appreciate you coming out and letting everybody know a little bit about yourself, letting everybody kind of get inside the head of Nuno. Um <laughs> You messed it up again. I'm, I, I, I messed his name up a thousand times. I swear I, to me it's Nuno. <laughs> no, apparently I, it's, I, I really it's, don't it's think Nuno. Of no, 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 this is great, man, because <laughs> I get to tell everybody how hard it is for me to pronounce your name. But, um, you know, one thing we do want to do is uh, if you manage to get this far up in the podcast, we really appreciate it. Uh, like we've said before, y'all are the reason we do this. The listeners are the reason we do this. We like to engage the community, and we really like for y'all to engage back. Um, so with all that being said, uh, Nuno, I appreciate you coming on out, brother. Hope to see some more no stuff coming out of you, and hopefully we'll have you back on the podcast on a regular basis because I know that, you know, everybody else gets burned out too. <laughs> so <laughs> That's true. So from everybody here at the junkyard, this is us signing off. Bye. <laughs>